Welcome to Old Walls House. It's your main man and host, Old Walls, here for lucky number 13, 13th episode of the pod, and I'm back, I'm here, got a fun show. For the first time ever, though, we will not have 60 seconds with MJ. That's because this week, MJ is our special guest. He's coming to talk about the Final Four and WrestleMania. Really excited to have MJ on. Got a fun show coming up. Like I said, Final Four WrestleMania. We got some golf. It's Masters Week, people. It's Masters Week. We got our Flyers update. We got a full Saturday of fights. I told you last week UFC 273 was this past Saturday. I got my dates all wrong. That's this Saturday with some good fights that we'll talk about. There's some a little bit of NFL news and, as always, my passing thoughts. But before we get to that... You know the housekeeping we're going to touch on. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. I appreciate how much support I get from all this. Just a quick note I've gotten from the the dashboard that tells me all this info. We've had people listen from five, five different countries, which is wild. I don't know if that's right, if something's broken. But it says we have people listening in the U.S., of course. Lithuania, I think I know who that is. Doggle, Kenya, Canada, and Australia. And then 28 states in Washington, D.C. So to everybody who has listened, thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you would, just please rate, review, comment, subscribe, share it with your friends and family. It goes so far, and, and I appreciate all, all your support. I thank you guys so much. I hope you're having as much fun as I am. So, again, I appreciate it so much. And if you could just, like I said, rate, review, comment, subscribe, share, do whatever you can. That's so awesome. But without much further ado, let's get to it. Okay, with me now, for much longer than 60 seconds, MJ. MJ, hey, welcome buddy. to Old Wall's house. Uh, it's good to be here, man. It's, uh, you know, I know 60 seconds isn't a very long time, as you know, but uh, it's, uh, it's good to be here for a couple minutes here tonight. Yeah, after forcing you to do 60 seconds for, I believe, 12 episodes straight, I figured it was about time that uh, you got a little bit longer longer uh, segment here and a little breathing room. Yeah, let the people know, you know, the, the real MJ here, you know, let them know. Yeah, so I decided to, to bring you on because you're a, you're a fellow Heels fan and a fellow Stone Cold fan, and you texted me Saturday night after North Carolina won, and after re- the first night of WrestleMania, you're like, what a great day for us, and I was like, that's it. This is MJ's moment. He's coming on for more than 60 seconds. So why don't we just dive into the basketball? Because the North Carolina-Duke game, first time they ever meet in the NCAA tournament, and it's an absolute classic North Carolina-Duke game. I'm on the edge of my seat the whole time. What, what were you thinking watching that game? You know, it was it's, it's kind of crazy that, you know, I, I text you every once in a while and stuff, and I was trying to flip back and forth you know, with the North Carolina and WrestleMania was kind of going on at the same time. But I found myself like I couldn't get away from the North Carolina game because it was so close the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, you say you're on the edge of your seat and everything. It, it was legit. Uh, just a, a super classic game, whether or not you were a Tar Heel fan or a, a Blue Devils fan. It, it was so – it was such good basketball. You know, there was some, like, questionable officiating, but I feel like everybody always says that. But – um, it was such a such a really good game from really start to finish, um, and then the whole pressure with the the rivalry and you know Duke Carolina and Final Four first time Coach K's last season. It was just so many layers to it. It was it was can't miss TV. Yeah, and we talked about it last week on the pod with Bucky and Zach. I think it was Bucky who said it's like you just hope the game lives up to the hype because the hype around it was so huge, and my God, it lived up to it. I mean. It, the, the whole, like I said, the whole time I'm just sitting there in the hotel room. I've got WrestleMania on my laptop. I'm screaming at the TV. We're in the hotel room for the so the roommates pissed that all the lights are on and I'm yelling. And it was just it, it just lived up to the expectations. Was an all time classic. Did yeah, you? Yeah, and uh, go it's, ahead. Uh, it's funny. No, it's funny with uh, with kids and everything too. You know, it, it those these games start so late and everything and. 
you know, my girls are sleeping a couple of rooms away and I'm, I'm wanting to scream and yell and all this stuff. And I'm legit like holding in screams of joy when that final buzzer hits for the Carolina to finally win the game and stuff. And like, uh, if somebody probably would have walked by my place and thought, man, this guy sounds like he's having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, did you have any takeaways from the game other than it being awesome? I mean, my takeaway was when Caleb Love figures it out, and this has yeah. kind of been him the last portion of the year, he's kind of figured it out. He's as good as anybody in the NCAA, I think. The problem is when he doesn't quite have it figured out, he does some really dumb shit. And North Carolina as a whole team, I think they threw away like four or five balls in like the half court that just went directly to Duke. And I was like, man, are you guys trying to lose this game? Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of where I would start with Carolina. I think for for much of the year, at least the first half, um, it, it was just so many turnovers, just a lack of identity. And I, I feel like at some point, and it, I'm, I think it was slightly before, I, I could even say maybe right after that first Duke loss where they really got kind of beat up on, um, they started to kind of find their way. They kind of got rid of the the whole Roy Williams, you know, kind of offensive stuff, and they really committed to some defensive end things and really took care of the ball, which I think was kind of a big deal, as you were just saying. And those once those turnovers stopped happening and they, they really committed to the defensive end and found their identity, um, I, I think it's, it really turned the whole season around. And, and like, I, like you just kind of mentioned with Caleb Love, he can be – really the best player in college college basketball but also sometimes as as you know like earlier in the season it was like is he even doing anything out there so um he's just been playing so well that it's i mean that's he's really been the driving force uh to get them to the championship game yeah yeah and another thing i think that's been very interesting with north carolina earlier in the season they were playing a lot of guys i mean they were starting that dawson garcia guy I don't know if he's even on the team still. Did he get kicked off the team or something? Like, he doesn't even touch the floor. I don't even know if he's on the team, like, legitimately. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he is either. Uh, that's a good point. I, you almost, like, kind of forget about that a little bit. I, I know for a fact that they definitely shortened their bench late in the season. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, I know they're not as deep as, as Duke. They're not going to be as deep as Kansas tonight. Um, they were not even really as deep as probably Villanova. If that would have been a matchup too, so you know they play their six, maybe seven guys, and that's that's kind of the horses that they run with. Yeah, it's been really incredible, and, and people have been saying it in the tournament of recently. I've seen tweets and you know articles are like, "Man, can Carolina really do this just playing five guys?" And it's like they've been doing this really about since that first Duke loss. They've really just shortened the bench. They bring Puff Johnson and uh, the one other guy, I'm losing his name, are about the only people who play at all. And those are sparing minutes when people have foul trouble, essentially. So it's been kind of quite the, the coaching decision to just kind of go with the starters and just kind of run with it and you live or die by that and just hope their cardio keeps up. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, thinking of it as a coach's perspective, it, it's kind of one of those things where they've been almost in tournament mode for half the year now. Because, I mean, a lot of teams will shorten their bench to six, maybe seven guys in tournament-style type things. And that's basically what Carolina's done after their, like, maybe their 15th to 20th game of the year. So, yeah, it's like that's a good point. Yeah, because, I mean, as a team, they really weren't – that second Duke game at Cameron, there was a lot of talk that they may not be in the tournament. Yeah. So, it's just been – it's been a fun ride as – a heels fan like at the start of the year i was like oh crap another down year not very good and then just all of a sudden it just things started happening and then it's been a great run i mean beating coach k in his last game at duke which was awesome and then sending him home in the final four like this has been an incredible year it'll suck if they don't win tonight but it's been awesome regardless so i've just it's kind of reinvigorated my life into uh, being a North Carolina fan after the last couple of years have been kind of kind of crummy. And real quick, I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's last thought or anything, but you know, the whole like Coach K, you know, Final Four never played Carolina in the tournament. Um, they lost the you know the last game at Cameron to North Carolina. Now they get a chance to redemption. 
You know, they're probably going to go to the championship game and play Kansas, who Coach K won his first national championship against, you know, the Kansas program. Um, it just almost felt like so good to be true. Like as a Carolina fan, I was like, well, this is it. Like Duke's going to just kind of run away with this at the end, maybe a 10, 15 point win. And it's going to be this Hollywood ending. And, you know, like I kind of set myself up for disappointment. I don't know if you did this, but I would just kind of like, this is it. Like it's been a nice run, no eighth seed, but it's so much sweeter. It doesn't even really seem real yet that they're in the championship game, like that, that, that it actually happened. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sweet. And, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll kind of wrap the Carolina stuff there. Uh, as for the other Final Four game, I think Villanova, just with that kid hurt, they just didn't have the right lineup to hang with Kansas. And, and I mean, I don't have a ton of thoughts there. I was, I was kind of watching more of WrestleMania at that point. So anything yeah. you noticed there? I just I think that I think the loss there, um, I, and I can't remember his name. Is it Moore? I don't know yes. what it was, but um, he. I think defensively, I know he was scoring fourteen, fifteen points a game, also. But um, and for Villanova, that's a that's a pretty substantial amount of percentage of their offense because they're normally scoring you know sixty, sixty five. Um, but I think that was the biggest thing that I saw is defensively. It took them a, it took them possessions sometimes to really try to figure it out. And Kansas is just way too good to just give them that many opportunities to figure it out on offense. Like, it, it was just, you know, I, I respect Coach Wright and, you know, all those Villanova players and everything, but it just seemed like it was just too short of a time to lose such an important player. They just, they were, it was just an uphill battle for them. I, I kind of felt bad. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a Nova guy too a little bit. Um, but it just it was it was tough. Kansas played lights out, especially in that first half too. Yeah. So last thing in the basketball front, Old Walls House last week, final four preview. We went two and zero. Bringing in here, kind of bringing in as the closer, MJ. Let's go. Let's go. We got Kansas minus four tonight. Who you taking? All right. So keeping my heart out of it, of course. Um, this is my this is my only concern. I think, as I mentioned, like kind of the Carolina talk a little bit. If Caleb Love can be an NBA player tonight, I think Carolina covers. I think my my wallet says Kansas is a little too deep. I think their their bigs um, can match Baycott from North Carolina with Lightfoot, and I think it's McCormick. McCormick's a stud. Um, I think their guards are just as good. I I think Kansas covers tonight, which breaks my heart to say, but I do. I would take the points with Kansas. Um, yeah. Give the points. I mean, Kansas is given for. You're gonna take. You're gonna take Carolina's points. Yeah, I'm taking care. I've been. I've been bucking. Okay. I've been bucking everybody against Carolina all the whole way through for like two weeks now. So give me Carolina. Give me plus four. It. Heels, national champs, let's go. Yeah, I'm fist bumping right now, man. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Well, we'll see here in uh, just a couple hours. So that wraps up our, uh, our kind of Final Four discussion, and I'll obviously talk about this next week. So moving on from that, we go over to WrestleMania now. MJ, I don't know about you. I had a phenomenal time watching WrestleMania this weekend. I haven't really been watching much for like the past three, four years. I'll basically tune in and watch, like, Royal Rumble, catch a couple Raws, and from there to WrestleMania, watch WrestleMania, and then I don't watch again until Royal Rumble. And the last couple WrestleManias have been kind of eh for, like, the last couple years. And even the last couple Rumbles have been okay. They're always fun because they're a Rumble. But, my God, I had a blast watching this one. I mean, obviously the fact that Stone Cold was out there opening a can of whoop-ass all over everybody was pretty awesome. But what would you think watching WrestleMania? I, I will say I'm, I'm in the same boat when it comes to watching WWE. You know, I, I watch it very sparingly. Royal Rumble, uh, WrestleMania, probably SummerSlam is probably like yeah. another big one that I'll watch. Um, and I watched a couple because I knew Stone Cold was going to be coming back after Kevin Owens called him out. You know, back in that Attitude area, I love all those guys. And Kev, I will give, I will say, Kevin Owens is could fit into any era. In WWE, that guy can mm-hmm. throw a promo out. He can he can 
battle with the best of them. He does a really good job. But I will say this. I'll I'll piggyback. This was the best WrestleMania, I think, since I could probably say maybe Lesnar or Taker. Yeah, I was. I would have said thirty-one. So Lesnar Taker was thirty. I thought thirty-one was pretty good. That was uh, Les. That was when Rollins cashed in in the main event with. Oh Lesnar yeah, Reigns. that was good. That was and good. Suplex right. City bitch. Like that was. Yeah. <laughs> back to that one. I think this has been the best. I mean, there were just. Yeah, I mean, there were just a couple so things like, I saw throughout the nights that like that Rick Boogs dude who comes out and like screams and introduces Nakamura and rips a guitar. That was great. Uh, what else? Logan Paul looked really good as a wrestler. He did like all the Eddie Guerrero stuff to like taunt the Mysterios. I thought yep. that was awesome. Uh, what else? Cody Rhodes showed up Saturday night. I mean, just good stuff. Just good stuff. It was fun. And Sunday was just the land of fuckery out there with Jackass and Wee Man and Pontius shows up <laughs> and Pat McAfee's out there. Stone Cold comes back. Vince McMahon takes the worst stunner of all time. Uh, it sure was. Just, just absolute fuckery out there. I mean, what, what kind of pick some of your highlights of of the weekend? So I, I think, uh, I think you hit them a lot. That the jackass thing was so bad, but it was so good. Like it was just so funny, and you know, I think for our age too, it, it would just. It just kind of hit home with all like the, the old jackass and like just everything like that. That was phenomenal. Um, I really think the uh, Edge and AJ Styles match was actually really really good. It almost felt like the crowd wasn't super into it for a while, but I thought it was a very entertaining match. Um, I, I think even I, Lesnar and Roman Reigns has just maybe gone on for a little too long mm-hmm. um but really man like you hit a lot of the highlights man like this it was such like a solid wrestlemania all around there wasn't too many duds or anything like that um nothing felt too forced although i will give you credit the vince mcmahon thing was a little terrible with the stone cold stunner that was that was probably too much but uh it was so good to have stone cold back and in such good matches the women's division is such in a good place i think right now too um you know as kind of somebody that kind of pops in and out watching it um it was a really really good wrestlemania yeah as far as women's because usually when the women's matches come on i'll be honest i'm like okay i'm gonna go do something else uh bianca versus becky lynch was incredible. That may have been the best match of the weekend. Yeah, and it's so it's you know I don't I'm not going like full feminist here, but it's it's super it's cool to see it like because like you said back in the day it was just like divas puppies you know <laughs> all that kind of stuff like it was it was just so but now like they're legit matches yeah and like they're incredible athletes like doing these crazy and like you said Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair were phenomenal um and you know even the charlotte flair ronda rousey one was pretty good at mm-hmm. times um it was it was a really really good show i i almost kind of wish they could condense it to one night but you know it was it was really good television good entertainment yeah i think we're gonna get the two night thing going forward i would have to imagine financially yeah. they like the two nights and yep. i doubt they're gonna just back away from that uh what would your match of the weekend be I mean, for me personally, it's Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. That I, that's why I watched two Monday Night Raws prior to Mania. That's why I tuned in and made sure, like, if I was going to watch the Carolina game, I was going to make sure that I was able to flip back and make sure I didn't hear or I didn't miss that pop that I knew that, you know, shattered glass was going to, you know, give the crowd. So to me, that was my highlight. I think one of the best matches when it comes to, you know, your everyday WWE superstar, I would either put the Edge and Styles match, or to be honest, I think I'd go Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Yep, so I'm kind of on the same boat. Obviously, the most fun match of the entire weekend was Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. I felt like I was 10 years old, just freaking out. Stone Cold looked a little rough to start, and they were doing all those weird cuts. But then they got him out into the crowd, and he took, like, a suplex out on, the, like, the concrete. And it felt like that must have, like, really, like, got the adrenaline going. Because then he started to look loose and had better movement. So that one was the most fun. 
I thought, like, if you're just talking straight best wrestling match, it was probably, I'm going to go Cody Rhodes and, and Rollins. I thought that was really good. Um, yep. Cody Rhodes' tattoo is horrendous. <laughs> horrendous. Um, but what, what, Real quick, Wally, what's his, what's his nickname? The American... Nightmare? Uh, what a cool nickname. Though. Yeah, cool right? nickname. Plays That's the off, coolest nickname. Yeah, plays off his dad, the American Dream. Yeah. So, yeah. really cool. Maybe just move that, should have gone with that tattoo, maybe on, like, the other chest. Like, he has Dream on one chest, he could have put that tattoo on the other. Not, like, yep. halfway up his neck, almost on his face. Yeah. But, uh, and we talked about um, Vince having the worst Stone Cold Stunner cell of the weekend. I think Pat McAfee had the best. Where he I just went straight up and was stiff as a board coming back. And Pat McAfee fucking killed it, too, by the way. Did, I mean, we got to mention this, too. Pat McAfee passed out from the stunner drinking a beer in his comatose state. Yes. yes. That was pretty fucking cool. The that screenshots on that were incredible. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, but, so, I mean, it was a great, it was a, literally the best weekend. Old Walls and MJ could have had when it came to sports entertainment in college basketball. There's I, there's nothing better than what could have happened this weekend. No, not at all. That was and, and I didn't. I mean, going to bed Saturday night, I put a note in my phone for the for the podcast. I said one of the best nights ever in my life. Like from view, like sports and viewing and stuff like that. You know, take you know actual personal family stuff out of it, but like just stuff that like has nothing to actually do with me. One of the best nights I've ever had in my life. And I didn't even know that Stone Cold was going to show back up the next night, which just was really, really the icing on top of the cake. So It was, uh, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal night. I will say, even when North Carolina punched at home to the championship game and then Stone Cold's drinking all those beers, it did inspire me to uh, have a couple beverages myself that evening. So uh, I had a good time as well. Yeah, I had to get up pretty early that next Sunday to uh, to continue my drive, and uh, I was feeling it a little bit because I got some I got some Steve Weisers, and yep. uh, I ran out of the intended Steve Weisers I bought, so I had to run down to the hotel lobby and, and replenish a little bit, and uh, probably didn't need to have as many as I did, but there was no way I was going to not watch that Stone Cold match with a, without a beer in my hand, so it was uh, it was a necessary sacrifice I had to make. Yeah, you did right. You did right. Awesome. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up WrestleMania. I mean, Undertaker retired, and he uh, you know takes his time out there. But other than that, yeah. I think that wraps everything up. I mean, anything else you want to mention before we uh, before we let you go here? No, I appreciate everybody listening. Podcast is awesome, Wally. You got, you're doing a great job. All your guests, uh, Place and Bucky, all those guys are doing awesome. I appreciate you. I will say to everybody, happy birthday to Wally. And uh, MJ gone, right? Thanks, brother. Take it easy. We'll uh, we'll look forward to having you back next week with 60 more seconds. All right, buddy. Okay, we had some golf this week. The Valero Texas Open was won by J.J. Spawn. I have have another confession to make, guys. I told you I was going to start watching golf. I've lied to you. I've lied to you. I didn't watch anything this week. I was traveling for... uh, Saturday and stuff, so I didn't watch any of that day just because of that. And then Sunday, I turned it on, and I was going to watch, and then I just didn't care. I mean, the leaderboard just didn't do it for me, man. J.J. Spawn, Matt Jones, Kuchar, Adam Hadwin, Troy Merritt, still rocking the big chin-only goatee and and long sideburns. So, hey, do you. Do you, buddy. Uh, Bo Hossler may be the most interesting name on the the leaderboard, Keegan Bradley was there, but like he shot six under to get the four back, so never really in it. Uh, Chucky three sticks, that dude just top tens it all the time. He has made a ton of money without a lot of wins. So I mean, I mean, just looking at, it, I mean, Gary Woodland was T eight. I mean, Dylan Fratelli played like shit on Sunday. That's always good to see. We don't like him. Uh, my guys that I picked this week at fantasy golf were both T seven. Coming into the weekend, uh, coming into Sunday rather, and uh, Siwoo shaking that ass, shaking that ass, shaking that ass. Uh, lackluster one under. I think Maverick McNeely shot like five or six over. So 
I had nothing. So Valero Texas Open, JJ Spawn won. Cool, I guess. Doesn't matter. It's Masters Week, people. It's Masters Week. I'm so excited. I love the Masters. It's the best golf tournament there is. There's going to be some clown out there who tells you it isn't. Don't listen to them. Don't even talk to them. They don't have any reason to earn your time to have the discussion. I've run into these people out there. They're not even worth talking to. They'll give you this song and dance. Oh, the TV. Shut up. Shut up. The Masters is the best golf tournament of the year, period. End of story. It's on a great golf course we know and love. Like, you know every inch of that back nine. And now, thanks to them showing more of the front nine now, you know pretty much all the front nine. If you grew up playing the video games like I did, you know the front nine too. It's a fun golf course. It makes for great tournaments. The field's smaller, so you get a lot of looks at everybody. I'm so excited. And I bet you CBS is excited because the big cat, Tiger, he's prowling. He's prowling. There was uh, we, we mentioned that uh, he was rumored to have been on property a couple weeks ago. He's for sure on property now. And uh, looks like it's, it might be a game-time decision, but it, it, I guess it's trending that he's going to play. So very exciting news there. Like I said, CBS probably really pumped after Phil pulled out that Tiger was going to play. So I'm excited. I'd be very interested to see what the big cat does. Just a couple of odds I found very interesting. Tiger, just plus 5000 So $100 bet wins 500 Um, Or whatever that is. Is that how they're writing it? Yeah, whatever. Plus $5,000. we will just go with it. You guys know what we're talking about. Uh, John Rahm, the favorite. I saw plus... Both plus nine hundred and plus one thousand. So yeah, one hundred dollar bet wins nine hundred, or one hundred dollar bet wins a thousand. So ten would win a hundred. Not bad, not bad odds for the front runner John Rahm, one of the best players in the world. Has he cooled off a little bit since being so hot? You know, we had. Uh, I'll let you guys in on a little secret. Coach Slanovic determined. You know, Coach Slanovic, who was a guest of ours not too long ago, he determined that John Rahm was going to win like five or six times this year. I think. And uh, he hasn't done much since. Not surprisingly, the curse of Slano. Here's my guy. Here's my guy, though. I've been telling you about guys. Patrick Cantlay plus two thousand. I like Patrick Cantlay this week. I don't know why. I don't know if it's right. But in the words of Ben Crenshaw, I've got a feeling. And I'm wagging my finger at you guys. I'm wagging my finger. I've got a feeling. I like Patrick Cantlay. So I'm excited. Masters week is great. You get, to, I think they're probably, I hope they're doing the par three again, you know, to bring the par three back. I think they did the drive trip, but some like 16 year old one. And I heard this on, uh, on no, the no laying up podcast. They were talking about, they're like, if you're 16, just play real golf. Like enough with the drive trip and putt. And I know it's been COVID stuff and all that, but I tend to agree with them. Like if you're 16 years old, you don't need to be doing the drive chip and putt challenge thing with like eight year olds. Get out there and tee it up and put the ball in the hole. Um, but yeah, Masters Week. I'm so excited. Patrick can't lay to win. I also liked Corey Connors at plus 2,000. Very good driver of the golf ball. So, you know, my golf picks are usually horrible, so keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. But yeah, that's my golf update for the week. So I will have a real golf update next week, and I will talk about the Masters because I will be watching a lot of it. So that's all on the golf for this week. And uh, like I said, just pump for the Masters. Flyers update. Typical, typical Flyers week. One and two. One and two. Uh, missed the game Saturday. Uh, saw some of the game on Tuesday. Happened to miss the game on Sunday. Must have been into WrestleMania. I just missed it entirely. I've been, I've been slacking as a Flyers fan. Gotta admit. Gotta admit. Long season wore me down. Been in March Madness here. Uh, with, with all that slowing down and not much on TV, I'll, I'll definitely catch their last few games of the year here. But, yeah, a 4-1 loss to the Wild on Tuesday. You know, pretty typical, just getting their faces beat in. 6-3 loss on Saturday to the Maple Leafs. Interesting thing to note there, um, Yandel, Mike Yandel, his Ironman streak is over. He played the most consecutive games of any NHL player ever. 
That streak ends at 989 games. Pretty wild for hockey. Those guys are tough sons of bitches. And uh, then on Sunday, 4-3, shootout win over the Rangers. And I admit, I think that's the first time they've scored a shootout goal, if I'm not mistaken. First time they've scored a shootout goal at all. So, you know, hey, when you're going to do it, do it big, do it in a win. So 4-3 shootout win. Like I said, there's uh, there's some games coming up that I'm going be, gonna to be watching because what else is there? They play uh, the Blue Jackets tomorrow night. On Tuesday, Tuesday, the Flyers and the Blue Jackets, they got it back-to-backs against the Blue Jackets, actually. Thursday they have them, and then Saturday they play the the Anaheim Ducks. I still don't know why they aren't called the Mighty Ducks. That's bullshit. So a couple Blue Jackets and a, uh, a Ducks this week. Maybe we can, uh, I don't know, either got to lose them all or win them all at this point, right? Like It's almost probably bad to win games. So home stretch here for the Flyers on a pretty pathetic year. Just really, you know, getting me involved in the team. Very, you know, just an awesome first year here for me here. So excited. So excited. Ready to uh, ready to get some draft picks and ready to see what we can do next year. So Flyers, uh, Flyers updates finished this week. In the fight game, we got a fun weekend coming up. A fun little Saturday, you know. Don't know if we'll have enough time. Don't know if we'll have enough time to make the Bed Bath & Beyond. But yeah, fun fun Saturday coming up. I had mentioned and talked about UFC 273 on last week's pod, thinking it was that you know that following Saturday a couple days ago. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Uh, Jordan made a whoopsie, so that's this week. So check out last week's pod for the UFC 273. Got all my my thoughts and picks in that one, and uh, in the other fight game world, you know, in the boxing world, my favorite. We got a lot of good stuff happening. Three fights on Saturday. One's going to kick off right in the morning. We got a fight coming to us from Japan. And uh, that's going to be Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, making his return to the ring for the first time since December of 2020. He'll be 40 now. Uh, Facing off against Ryota Murata, that's going to be a unification match in the 160-pound division, the middleweight division. Should be a fun fight. Golovkin's a fun fighter to watch. One of my personal favorites, so my whole thoughts on this are going to be slanted. I really like him. He got he got absolutely robbed against Canelo, and we're going to keep mentioning that every time we talk about this. He won that first fight, and he got absolutely hosed. I think he won the second fight, too. I'm not going to bitch about that result as much. I was a little more heated at the time, but we digress. So Golovkin and Murata, they're going to be uh, going at it in Japan. Murata is from Japan. Should be a fun fight. Gonna be, uh, they're gonna trade. If you guys got the zone, check it out. If you if you don't mind getting up early, I think there's the the main event should be coming on 7:38 o'clock. So uh, in the in the morning that is. So it should be a fun one. It should be a fan friendly fight. Golovkin comes in minus 650. Murata plus 410. Uh, Murata's been even more inactive than Golovkin. He hasn't fought since 2019. So. Ring rust probably going to play a factor in this one, but I like Golovkin by a late stoppage. Maybe, uh, maybe if you're betting it, sprinkle like eight rounds, eight to ten. But that's uh, that's you got you're taking that into account. You got to remember he's old. He's coming off a long layoff. It could be rusty. He, it, this thing could go, you know, could turn into a stinker. I don't think it will. I think these two like to throw and they're going to stand out in front of each other. And and I think. I think Murata goes down. So, uh, like I said, sprinkle Golovkin for a, a later a later round KO. Takes him a couple rounds to get his feet under him and figure everything out and, uh, you know, shake the cobwebs off. But I think before it's all said and done, you're going to see a, a knockout or maybe a brutal stoppage. Golovkin hopefully remembers to go to the body a little bit more. He was such a good body puncher. And it's kind of become a little bit of a headhunter later in his career. So, Really looking forward to that one, and that's on in the morning. You don't have to wait up till fucking midnight for it. So, uh, in the later fights, Ryan Garcia returns. He's been on a layoff, mental health things. He last fought in very, very early in uh, 2021. I think the first week of 2021. So he faces Emmanuel to go. Uh, he's a huge favorite, minus 1450 to go, plus 750. I would look by look for Garcia uh, by mid mid fight KO. You know, if you really want to get risky, maybe sprinkle the three four 
but probably five, six, seven, eight range. Um, my big bets would be five to eight, I would guess, would be where you'd, where you'd look for a KO on that one. And then a fight that's going to be really fun at 154 pounds, Erickson Lubin versus Sebastian Fundora. Sebastian Fundora, the man they call the Towering Inferno, he is six foot six and fights at 154 pounds. If nothing else, just look the dude up. It's wild. That fight should be fun. That's a real good actual like fight matchup. Erickson Lubin minus 125, Fundora plus 110. So an actual toss-up. Fundora, unlike a guy that you would think would be long, rangy, using the jab, he gets right inside and mix it up. This 6'6", lanky, goofy-looking motherfucker that weighs 154 pounds gets in there and just mixes it up on the inside. So that should be a fun fight to watch too. So if you're, if you're you know, a casual fight fan and have ever been interested in checking out some boxing, Golovkin and Murata in the morning and Sebastian Fundora and Erickson Lubin at night should be good fights. And Ryan Garcia look should have a, a KO in him, I would imagine. So good things could happen this weekend. I'm knowing that it's boxing, probably what's going to happen is I'm going to be back here next week talking about how shitty everything was and Ryan Garcia will get some bullshit decision or Golovkin will get that. So, eh, take it with a grain of salt. Should be a lot of fun, but don't blame me if it's not. And then in kind of a, a news and notes type of thing, Neo Inoue and Nonito Donaire have uh, signed up to have a rematch on June 7th. That fight will be on ESPN. And that was a 2019 uh, Fight of the Year candidate, won it for a lot of people. Uh, that was actually a fight in Japan that er- aired earlier in the morning. I remember watching it running on a treadmill in a hotel, and I just didn't get off the treadmill because I was like, I don't want to stop watching this fight. So that one should be a fun one uh, going forward. So that's the uh, that's the update from the fight game this week. On to what seems to be the, uh, the crowd's favorite, the listener favorite uh, section, my passing thoughts. Just going to warn you guys. Buckle up. Maybe into some weird ones here this day. So I saw this in the aftermath of the Will Smith, Chris Rock slapsident. Slapsident. I'm I'm coining that phrase. It was a slapsident. Some somebody's probably used the slap gate. Slap gates too much. There's enough gates. Like no more gates. Probably no more Bill Gates either. While we're at it, but I get back to my point here. So the Oscars. Like many things in this world, sponsored by Pfizer and Biotech. Conveniently, I learned, tinfoil hat time, people, tinfoil hat time. Wrap it up. So I learned that Pfizer and Biotech have a drug that treats, you guessed it, alopecia. Alopecia. Oh, was it all staged for Pfizer? To pump their new, get a little more recognition out there about alopecia. So when they're pumping their new drug out, it's got a little more sizzle to it. I don't know. I don't know. It's just not putting it past them. Not putting it past them. The catch there is that, like, Pfizer sponsors everything. You got to look up the brought to you by Pfizer. Like, that thing. They sponsor everything. So probably just a coincidence. But everybody loves a good conspiracy theory. Uh, this week in 1990, the movie, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live movie, like the live action movie came out. Oh, what a classic. I don't even know where you can stream it. I got to find it, but just an absolute classic. Just great lines such as, who's that guy? Wayne Gretzky on steroids? I thought everybody loved Vanna. Oh, just an absolute banger movie. Just perfect. Uh, had a friend in a group chat Send a, uh, send a post of someone who found a golf ball in the woods, and it says, I identify as inbounds was written on it, like where you can get it personalized, and that is perfect. I need that golf ball because I hit plenty of golf balls out of bounds, and I did that this past week. I played golf twice. I hit a lot of golf balls out of bounds. I think I hit nine balls out of bounds in two rounds. Who does that? How am I that bad of a driver of the golf ball? Like, how? I don't understand. But I did. That was, uh, I shot 87, and then I shot 78. In the 78, I hit three balls out of bounds and one in the water. All led to doubles. But I made four birdies. Like, what? 
I'm I'm a weird golfer. I, I find ways to blow it. Um, oh, a couple NFL things. I, there wasn't enough to do a whole section. Bruce Arians is retiring. Todd Bowles is going to become the head coach. I think there was a quick rumor that floated that Brady didn't like him, but they squashed that pretty quick. Um, Todd Bowles was the coach of the Jets. Not very good there, but it was the Jets, so I don't even know if you can be good with the Jets. Unless you're Chad Pennington. Um, Also, new NFL OT OT rule. Both teams are going to get a chance, regardless if there's a touchdown score. I think that's just in the playoffs, too. So that's, uh, that's all in the NFL world I got. Um, Wanakee School District, that's a school district in Wisconsin. They've uh, adopted a furry policy for their students. Their uh, their students can identify as furries. And I, the thing I read, I don't know if, how much of this is true or why. I just saw it on Twitter and it, it made me it made me laugh at first. And I was like, man, that's fucking weird. But apparently the students, if they don't want to run in gym class, can sit and lick their, their paws. You know, paws, I'm saying, with quotes and air quotes. And bark and hiss at people. So, yeah, you laugh at first, and then you get to it, and you're like, man, that's weird. We had those kids in high school, and not high school so much. If you had them in high school, they were really freaks. But in grade school, they would always be acting like animals, and you're like, oh, just stop. Don't be a weirdo. So, there's that. Um, Speaking of school, I always think of skim milk when I think of school. I had some skim milk this past weekend. Not good. Not good. Skim milk sucks. Guys, get 1% or 2%. It's not that much more fat in it. And it's just so much better. I mean, ugh, skim milk. Ugh. No, no bueno. No good. Uh, ooh, also, food-wise, be better than Oscar Mayer hot dogs. Get a good hot dog. I mean, worst-case scenario, just get some ballpark franks, man. The only good Oscar Mayer hot dogs is them, those ones with cheese in them, the Oscar Mayer cheese dogs. Those things are banging. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Ooh, ooh, the, the thinking with my dick, my shit dumb. Those videos kill me. I, I, the one I love the most is like the middle-aged man at the parade, like going along to it. Dude's got a cup in his hand. You know he's got his kids out there somewhere running around. Maybe they're in a float. And all of a sudden, he's got his little mixed drink in his his cup, and he's just having a grand old time. He's he's away from the wife and kids for just, you know, it may only be that video, but he's just killing it. And all the other videos that go with it are incredible, too. So I love I love it. Those thinking with my dick videos, and, and they're getting all around on, you know, Instagram Reels and TikTok. I don't have TikTok, but I see them on everything else. So just incredible. Ooh, ooh. Did a lot of driving this last week. And the people who, like, do, like, the really crazy bobbing and weaving through, like, traffic, like, you're in the far left lane, and you're, like, passing somebody who's in the middle lane, not super quick, but, like, you know you're going to pass them, so you, like, you don't just ride up behind them and, you know, ride up their ass. And then all of a sudden, you see this asshole in some, like, I don't know, Volkswagen Jetta that they got a little fucking spoiler on the back and they come zoom zooming like they're fucking Paul Walker and Vin Diesel and Fast and the Furious and go swinging into the middle lane and cut you off and then they're bolting down the left lane and you just see them bobbing and weaving the whole way. You know who those people are? They're the motherfuckers that stand up on the plane the second it lands. That's those people. And also, those like the standing on plane people, I, I say this all the time. But just fire them to the fucking moon. I was, I got lucky. I got bumped in a flight recently to first class. It was a plane with one seat on one side, two on the other. Just a little plane. So I'm in the second row. So I have three people that are sitting in front of me and two to my right. The plane lands. And before I know it, there's five people in the fucking row in front of me. And none of them were the people sitting in first class. Like, where do you think you're going? Oh, I know. You guys are probably sick of hearing it. But those people are weird and losers. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Also on planes. My most recent flight. Planes coming in. Coming out of the sky. Descending. A little windy down on the ground. And you can tell, you know, the plane's kind of rocking and rolling a little bit. We're about, I don't know, shit can't be more than 100 feet off the ground like it looks like it's right there i'm just guessing i have no idea on depth perception 
And the pilot just peels it right back up. It's like in the opening scene of Top Gun when Maverick comes back to the aircraft carrier and, and finds out Merlin can't come back. And it's just like he bounces off the deck and peels it back up. That was what happened. It was fucking wild. And all of a sudden, then, like, we go straight. Like, we're inclining and going straight for, like, five minutes before the captain comes on. It's like, ah, oh, the wind. We had to go the other direction. It's like, homie, you got to fill us in. We don't know what we're happening back here. Like, you could tell the back in the plane was pretty uneasy. Like, I fly a decent amount. And I was like, I was uncomfortable. I wasn't freaking, but I was uncomfortable. So that was not fun. Not fun at all. Uh, a couple other food things. A couple other food things. Uh, stopped at cookout. Hadn't stopped at cookout in a long time. Cookout's a wild place. So first of all, the food's good. Nothing crazy, but good, solid food. Like, you get a burger from there, and it doesn't feel like you want to puke, like, two minutes after you eat it. But they give you a shitload of food. Like, I got a burger, fries, a snack wrap, like, the old snack wraps from McDonald's, and a drink. I think the roommate got a burger. She got some slaw, some fries. Oh, I had onion rings. The roommate had fries. Like, and what else did she, she got a, she got a wrap of some sort too. Like you get like a whole extra, like you get another like entree with your burger. Just a really wild, wild thing. And it's not that expensive. Like you'd expect that. Like we both got that. It was like 16, 15 bucks maybe. Like you can, that's a Big Mac meal. Damn near at McDonald's. Like a Big Mac meal is like 11 bucks anymore, I think. I haven't had a Big Mac in a while. I should get a Big Mac. Oh, uh, the other food take I had here. Uh, Wingstop Wings. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. I got their, I tried their mild and their original, and the roommate had some, she just had boneless, so she had chicken tenders, but she had the uh, the barbecue sauce. Not a huge fan of the barbecue. A little, a little smoky type barbecue. I like more of like a honey barbecue. So barbecue, not my style. But their original sauce with a, has a little heat to it. I think they rate it three out of five flames. That's a good. That's a good sauce. A very good sauce. Wings are pretty good. I think I like those wings, the the original wings, better than any wing at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's cooked a little better. I think cooked a little more through. Wild Wings has so many different flavors, though. Like, that's their bonus. So, it's a tough call, but Wingstop, solid wings. If you need wings and you got a Wingstop around, it's not going to be disappointing. Uh, ooh, ooh, I had a, a request to – some of the requests uh, when I post some questions on Instagram. We want to talk – someone requested soccer. Absolutely not. We'll not talk soccer. Slam Ball. I wish we could talk Slam Ball. Is Slam Ball still on? Slam Ball is cool. Uh, Chase Thompson wanted to hear from the roommate. We'll, uh, we'll see if we can incorporate the roommate in a little bit more. Someone asked to hear more about some movies and TV shows. I am, uh, I just started the mayor of Kingstown hoping that I'll probably finish that up this week and we'll talk about a little review next week. So some, some things to come. MJ ruined the secrecy. I, it is my birthday as I record this. I'm a 31 year old man. Now I'm an old guy. 31 hit me a lot harder than 30 did. 30 didn't do much to me, but 31, it, it, it's, in, it's in my mind a little bit. It's in my mind. Um, what else I got? Oh, yeah. Here we go. This was the one. I was sent this by, uh, by somebody, and this was a sign posted on a college campus. I forget what college he said, but. So the sign reads, big letters up top, fight, period, bigotry, period. 98% of straight men are unwilling to date trans women because of hatred. Then down below it, this has to change. What I'm guessing is 98% of straight men don't want to date trans women because they don't want to date people who used to be men. Like, hey, do whatever you want. If you want to transition, go for it. I support it. I'm, the, I'm of the belief, like, you do anything you want in your life that doesn't affect people. You want to sit around in your trailer and smoke meth all day and try and fuck your own dick? Go for it. So, like, I don't care. Like, I support people who want to transition. But, like, if a dude doesn't want to date another dude, that's, that's okay. Like, and if a chick doesn't want to date another chick, that's okay. And if, like, hey, you know who else doesn't want to date dudes? 
Gay women? That's cool. Like, we don't got to do this, people. It's all right. Gay dudes don't really like women. That's fine. We're okay. Like, just fucking do your own shit, man. It's not fucking because of hatred. Fucking Christ. Fucking weirdos. Okay. On a happier note, just want to circle back to something. North Carolina beat Duke in the Final Four to end Coach K's career. (laughs) North Carolina beat Duke in the Final Four to end Coach K's career in the same year that they beat Duke in Coach K's last game at Cameron Indoor. What a great damn season for the Heels. Coach K, get on your little golf cart and ride yourself right on out of the arena. Oh, what it was so satisfying. I loved it. I loved it so much. I mean, first to, to, to beat Duke and Cameron, make all those loser Cameron crazies go home sad. And now to do it in the final four. Oh, just, oh it's so great. So great. Let's go heels. Bring it home. Beat Kansas. Even if you don't, it's a super satisfying year. But let's go heels. Closing time, open all the doors, let you out into the world. We're all done this week. Thank you very much, everybody. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so happy to be doing this. I'm so happy you guys are coming along for the ride. And again, I appreciate it deep down so much. I can't express how much I appreciate it. So thank you, guys. We'll be back next week. Should have a fun week next week, too. We got a Masters recap. We got a couple fights to recap. The NCAA tournament. Uh, championship game is going to be, you know, done tonight, so we'll recap that. I didn't mention this at all. We got the Raw After Mania happen tonight on Monday. So that should be a fun one, too. That's always some good surprises going on there. So we'll look to recap that as well. So I, I just, again, I appreciate all you guys. If you can, rate, review, share, do whatever you can to, to spread the word. I, I, I appreciate it. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then. Peace.